0: Welcome to Established, a resource of Chestnut Mountain Church, where we dive into the core doctrines of the Christian faith. I'm Jared Cagle, alongside Brandon Bridge Farmer. What's up? How's it going? What's it going, man? Yeah. Got my
1: coffee? Yeah. I'm ready to go. Just need like a donut or something, and I'd be real happy.
0: A donut. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor of donut?
1: Mm. Danny's apple fritter. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that's considered a donut, but I'm considering it.
0: Well, Danny's Donuts is the title of the shop, so that means everything in there is a donut. It's a
1: donut. (laughs) They're apple fritter.
0: Oh, it's so good. so good.
1: Gosh. What about
0: yours? Maple bacon from Danny's is my favorite.
1: Danny's might just be the best.
0: At least around here. Shout out to Danny's Donuts.
1: Not a sponsor, but we love them.
0: Yep, that's right. Maybe one day. Okay. For now, we exist for the one. So uh, today, we are going to spend some time diving into a very simple conversation. Something that's really yeah. easy to understand. No controversy over
1: this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no arguments. No at all. Arguments. It's just really settled among all the denominations of the evangelical faith.
0: <laughs> okay, so uh, real quick before we move forward, you got to know something about BB. So. He used to always say that his love language was sarcasm (laughs) until one of his mentors from afar, Matt Chandler, said, that is not a thing. Okay, so the church needs to stop. You
1: need to stop being a jerk.
0: (laughs) Saying that your love language or your gift of the Spirit is is sarcasm.
1: It broke my heart, man. It really messed me up when I heard that.
0: (laughs) But just to give some context... As... I,
1: that is one thing I struggle with and I'm working on being better at, yeah. but I, I still do love the gift of sarcasm. Yeah. Whether it's spiritual or not, I love it.
0: <laughs> and so the reason that's relevant to this show is because we're, of course, being sarcastic right. about how simple this subject is yep. today because we're talking about the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, there's a lot of conversation around this and, uh, there's a, the Bible has a lot to say about it as well, which is awesome because, um, we need the Bible to understand things that are hard to understand. That's right. Right. When we, sometimes we lean on our experiences, we want our experiences to reign as true Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure that they match up with the Bible and Mm -hmm. what it says, because the Bible is ultimately true and is supreme over our experiences. So that's why this subject is fun. Yeah. Because it is experiential, very much so. And, uh, and God is experiential. Yeah. That's right. um, and we want to make sure it lines up with scripture. So, with that being said, let's dive in, if you're ready.
1: I'm ready. To uh,
0: the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. So, one thing that we were teaching in established is that our goal in life is to know God, to love God to make him known and to glorify him. Mm-hmm. And the work of the Holy Spirit is how this is accomplished.
1: That's right.
0: So the Holy Spirit makes it possible right. for us to live this out, mm-hmm. right? The goal of life being to, to know God, to make him known, and to love him. The Holy Spirit's the one who helps us accomplish that. So let's talk about, let me pose a question first to you. Um, who is the Holy Spirit?
1: Yeah. Uh, it's a great question. Um, he is the third person of the Trinity. Mm-hmm. So he is God. Um, speaking of Matt Chandler, <clears throat> Matt Chandler uh, one time talking about the Holy Spirit said, uh, a lot of times the church views the Holy Spirit as the weird uncle that shows up to the family reunion <laughs> and makes things weird. <laughs> <clears throat> and if we're not careful, like that's how we can perceive the Holy Spirit as this yeah. uh, force that just kind of comes in and makes things weird and confuses things. And that's not the Holy Spirit. It's not a force. Right, It's not an it. The Holy Spirit's a he. Uh, yeah. um, so the Holy Spirit's a person. Mm-hmm. It's not just a feeling. It's not just this emotional thing. Um, he is a person. He is God. He identifies with God. and You see that in scripture. Um, and you see him. I mean, one of the clearest places in scripture, the word Trinity is never used. We'll get into that uh, in the next podcast. But um, but in Matthew 28, you see Jesus saying, go and baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Now, All this encompasses the Trinity, God being three in one. Um, so he's, he's a person and you see this like in John 14, um, he says, if you love me, Jesus saying, if you love me and you keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper, and that helper being the Holy Spirit, to yeah. be with you forever. Even, mm. the tr- or even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive the world being unbelievers, because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, the Holy Spirit, for he dwells within you and you will be in him. And Jesus making this beautiful promise. John 14 and uh, John 16, these beautiful passages on the Holy Spirit where we see Jesus promising this beautiful indwelling of God in us being the Holy Spirit. And so... Um, I've heard it said, and I think this is is smart, when you think of the Holy Spirit and who the Holy Spirit is, the Holy Spirit is God accomplishing and continuing the ministry of Jesus. Yeah. Um, And so Jesus' ministry on earth physically ended when he ascended into heaven, but the Holy Spirit comes at Pentecost and continues that ministry to this day. Yeah. So as believers, we have... God living within us. Yeah. Um. So the Holy Spirit is God. Yeah. And not just this weird entity that um, can't be really explained or um, understood. It, ca- it can be. Yeah. Because as a person, which I love that about our faith is we don't worship an it. We worship
0: a God. Right. A person. Right. Which is crucial to our salvation, our yep. sanctification. Yep. Our eternity, mm-hmm. right our our glorification, if you will yep. that all of that implies there's there's significant implications mm-hmm. for us for our salvation, our sanctification, our glorification, yeah. because if the Holy Spirit was not God, that would change everything right, right. Um, which is good news, uh, another thing that I wanted to point out, you said this, but I wanted to highlight it because I love this text that you mentioned from Hebrews chapter nine. The Holy Spirit is eternal, right? Mm -hmm. Because he is God. And and this text from Hebrews 9 and verse 14, How much more would the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit,
1: Mm.
0: capital S, Spirit, Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit, offered himself without blemish to God, purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. Mm -hmm. This this work of purifying us mm-hmm. purifying our conscience that the holy spirit is referenced as a purifying fire you mm-hmm. know god as this purifying fire and i love that 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 means so much to me as i walk through life knowing that i have an advocate and a helper that's not just there when i ask for help yeah but is in me mm-hmm. christ in me the hope of glory the holy spirit is accomplishing this purifying mm-hmm. Of my conscience, as Hebrews nine says, that's amazing. Yeah. Which I'm le- go ahead if you're sorry. Okay, I'm leading into the next part there uh, because we wanna we wanna know who he is, mm-hmm. and we also wanna know what he does. That's right. Uh, and this is this is where I really want to spend a little more time, I think. But the question is, what does the Holy Spirit do?
1: Yeah. Well, and before we really get into what he's currently doing. Um, I think it's important because in our discussion on um, the Trinity, it came up in about the Holy Spirit. Like, where do we see the Holy Spirit in the Old Testament? Mm -hmm. What was the the Holy Spirit doing? Is it just a manifestation after? Like, did he just come on the scene? And no, like, he's from the beginning. Like, in Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became, like, this breath. Yeah. This is the spirit breathing. Um, you you see uh, in Genesis 1, 2, and the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the depth, and the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. So, like, you see the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, from the beginning. Like, this is, he's not a created being, and he's not a, <clears throat> he didn't just come on the scene after Jesus' ministry. Like, He has been from the beginning and you see him all over. Job 27.3, as long as I have within me the breath of God in my nostrils. Like you see these languages that refer to the spirit, like breath, fire, water, like this different things that, um, Psalm 51, I love this. Create me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me from your presence or take your Holy Spirit from me. Hmm. I mean, this is, this is the Psalms. Like, yeah. don't don't take your spirit from me. Yeah. So it's not just the Holy Spirit just come on the scene after right. Jesus accomplished salvation. It's, and to preserve that, like he's from the beginning, keeping the saints even before Christ. And so that's important for us to know. So he wasn't, it's not just a New Testament, um, uh, new covenant work, but so he's to get back to what he does. Um, he leads us like uh, Romans eight fourteen for all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. Like, I think that's just so crucial. If we think about like what our Christian life is and we think about like the struggles of this journey that we're on Yeah, to know that it's not up to like, it's not up to us to keep ourselves mm-hmm. and it's not up to ourselves in, in of ourselves to be the ones that ultimately are led alone. Like we're, we're being led by God yeah. who lives within us. And
0: amazing. Um,
1: he assures us like i romans 8 <clears throat> when you think about like what the holy spirit's doing for us it's just so crucial to me like 816 for the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of god mm-hmm. like how do you know you're saved like this when you talk about assurance of your salvation how do you know that you're saved because the holy spirit tells you you're saved yeah. <laughs> and and reminds you um and and it's what keeps you running to god instead of from god um I don't know if you want to jump in any of this kind of stuff. No, that's but,
0: great. No, keep going. I like I like uh, this train.
1: He teaches us. He comforts us. Um, when you think, like John, uh, I said earlier, John 16 and John 14, you see Jesus promising the Holy Spirit and what yeah. the Holy Spirit will do. Two amazing chapters. I think we might get into them a little bit later, but um, the Holy Spirit speaks. This mm-hmm. is massive. Like Acts 8, uh, 29, the Spirit led Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch go over and join this chariot like and we we talked about this a little bit and established like when it comes to sharing our faith like we write off the Holy Spirit speaking to us because like we just think like he would never like who am I that he might speak to me or yeah. maybe that it's just a weird thing like maybe I ate something weird for lunch and I got this weird feeling like but Holy Spirit's like prompting us maybe not verbally and audibly but like in our spirit, when we have these urges to speak to that person that we never talked to, yeah, it's Holy Spirit speaking to us. Like yeah. He's telling us to do things. Um yeah. and ha- l-
0: let me say something here. This is this is crucial for me. So how uh, how dare we limit mm. the Holy Spirit speaking to us, yeah. which is God speaking to us, right? How dare we limit that? to only an audible Mm. voice Mm -hmm. when God owns everything. right? And I was thinking about that the other day because we were uh, at the end of service Sunday and there were people in the altar and uh, people were needing to be prayed with and different things. And there was one guy that was by himself and I saw him and I had no idea who he was, but I felt prompted to go Mm -hmm. and to pray with him. Mm -hmm. And that I think maybe we've all kind of felt that where your first thought is like, I don't know if that's really God calling me to do that. Maybe that's just, you know, Mm -hmm. but (laughs) when, you know, so my first thing was kind of hesitant, Yeah. but then it it stayed on me. And so I moved and I prayed with him and I didn't know if anything happened. I mean, I I felt clearly that I was supposed to pray over him and he never turned around. He never talked to me. So I don't know. But um, after the fact, I got word back that he, was really broken about some things and he was sharing and opening up after the service to Brian and to others. And so just an encouragement one, and that, that's, that's what I walked away with. I was thinking, how often do I kind of argue with God when he tells me to do something? And I'm like, well, I didn't hear it. Right. You know, yeah. yeah. how dare I limit him to an audible voice when he owns everything? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. He's speaking through it all. Like he's showing himself <laughs> yeah. through it all. Yeah. Um, and and then the scripture you just read about bearing, you, you read this language about he leads us, he bears witness. He's it, it's like a it's it's a uh, it's deeper than just a voice, right? So, most of the time, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's like a a prompting that's from the inside, mm-hmm. and it's hard to explain, and that gets weird. But if it's leading you to do something that's exalting God, yeah. and glorifying Christ, mm-hmm. do it,
1: yeah. <laughs> Well, I think that's where like the Holy Spirit gets us batter up because like f- historically and really um, I'd say more prominently in the last 50 years has been this experiential movement where everything's just about your yeah. feeling and your emotions, and which is not wrong because God does use our emotions. He does use experience. He does like, that's why we love worship services and, and, and we love singing because God works through that emotion that we have. Now we have to be careful that it isn't only emotional and that our emotions line up with the truth of yep. Scripture, Spirit and truth, yeah. Um, because he's the Holy Spirit will never, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit will never lead you away from the the counsel of the Word of God. Right. It will never, and He's never going to point to Himself. Hmm. Um, is Holy Spirit's job is to glorify Christ, mm-hmm. um, and and point us to the ministry and the work and the the finished work of Jesus. And so when <clears throat> when we just rely on the spirit, or if we just rely on the on the person of Jesus and forget the Holy Spirit, we've missed it. Like Jesus says, I'm sending someone that's greater. Like yep. it's more beneficial that I send yep. him. And um but I and I think where it gets weird and one one of the things that he does um is that he gives us He's the giver of spiritual gifts, yep, and this is where it gets weird for Christians because we want to you know we want to prominently uh elevate some gifts over other gifts and and then there's been traditions that have said uh to have the Holy Spirit means that you have certain giftings, yep. all believers, and so when you read like and you can read in first Corinthians um, there's a few chapters towards the end of it that really get into the the spiritual gifts, but first Corinthians 12, 11 says, all these are empowered by one in the same spirit. So All the gifts are empowered by one in the same spirit who, um, I can't read my well, writing's too small, apportions to each one individually as he wills. So he appoints, he appoints he gives to the individuals as he wills and sees fit which is beautiful for us as a church like praise god that we don't have all in our church just teachers yep <laughs> but we have servants we have we have people that are going to just all they want to do is be behind the scenes serving we have people that can discern we have we have people that um god speaks to more uh in just different ways prophecy we have praise God, we got some people that can speak in tongues and have that prayer language. Um, Now, we won't get into necessarily the nitty-gritty of all that stuff, but I believe, because you have two different camps too. You have um, people that believe that the spiritual gifts ceased with the uh, apostles. Mm -hmm. Then you have people that believe that it continued. So um, sensationalist and um, continualist. and. I believe the Holy Spirits are still active and moving and that God has not taken them from his people according to scripture. Yeah. And that's a beautiful thing that the Holy Spirit does. And we can rant on that. I don't know if you want to say anything about the Yeah, no,
0: let me, so that's a key text for us. We've um, in our membership classes and established in other areas where we're teaching about the Holy Spirit, we've used this first Corinthians 12 text a lot. Mm. And I, I think it's, it's probably my favorite in understanding yeah. um, the way that God apportions the gifts, because this is a key distinction that we make here at CMC, where we believe that um, that w- it, that it's not fair or biblical to say that if you don't manifest this certain gift. Yeah. you that equals you not having the Holy Spirit. Right. We, we don't agree mm-hmm. with that. We don't align with that, right. which is key. Uh, do we welcome the conversation? Yes. Mm-hmm. But the reason we don't agree with it is because of this First Corinthians 12 text. So you read verse 11. I'm going to back up a little bit to verse 7 and read down. It says, To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. Mm-hmm. For to one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the one Spirit. And to another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, the ability to distinguish between spirits. That's amazing. I wish I could do that. <laughs> to another, various kinds of tongues. Also amazing. I wish I could do that. I don't have that gift. To another, the interpretation of tongues. Yeah. That's almost my favorite mm-hmm. and i don't have that either i'm praying for it <laughs> but <laughs> but you the way that that's laid out is critical yeah. for our understanding yeah. to another yeah. to another to one this is given yeah. to another this is given mm-hmm. don't miss the point guys all of it is given by the same god mm-hmm. and it's all for the common good that's of right. glorifying christ in the kingdom yeah. and rejoice in the fact that you're different than a brother or a sister. Yep. Rejoice in the fact that I don't have the same gift as you and I don't, my, my, I'm a part of the body in a different way. If we were all thumbs, we wouldn't be able to carry anything, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. And so I love that text
1: <laughs> in yeah. helping us frame, helping our frame of reference to yeah. understand the whole well, thing. I think that's massive, even that just the, for the common good, that we don't exist to, to amplify one person other than Jesus. We're not, we don't exist here to amplify CMC or Jerry Cagle or Brandon or Brian Hall or whoever it is. We, for the common good to build up the body that will glorify Jesus. And so, um, and who like, and there's nothing wrong with asking God to give you these gifts. Yep. Like ask him, um, that does that mean he's going to do it? I don't know. I mean, I've asked for tongues, and I haven't got it. I've asked for these different things. I want to be able to discern from different spirits. And he hasn't necessarily gave that to me. So, like, um, does that mean he's not working? No. It just means that he hasn't appointed it for me. Yeah. But he has appointed it for others. Yeah. And we should celebrate, celebrate that. Yeah. that. And, not, and not dismiss it because it's weird. We talked about this it's yesterday. Like we, we are dealing with the supernatural. Things are going to be weird because we can't be explained. <laughs> That's right. But I mean, you th- even thinking about like one of, one of my favorite things that the Holy Spirit does, one of the promises that we have in the Holy Spirit is that he prays for us, that he's interceding. He's, Amazing. He, he makes groanings too deep for us to understand. Like he searches our hearts and knows what the mind of the spirit, because the spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will, according to the will of God. So, like, when we're praying for God to move in ways that are selfish and self-centered, the Holy Spirit's praying for the will of God to be done in our life. <laughs> like, that's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And ultimately, he's going to bear witness and glorify Christ in yeah. our lives. And yeah. um, John 16, 14, he will glorify me, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Holy Spirit will glorify Jesus, take what is Jesus, the ministry of Jesus, and declare it to us that we'll continue it. Amazing, and that's <clears throat> if you want to like a quick summary. The Holy Spirit is continuing the ministry of Jesus. That's yep. what He's doing.
0: Yeah, it's
1: awesome. It's good. Well, let me let me ask the
0: final question okay. uh, as we come to a close because this has been thick, thick and juicy. You know, like <laughs> one of uh, Brandon's steaks. That's right. You know. That we didn't get invited for this weekend for the Georgia Florida. Such a bummer man game. Yeah. So why, BB, why does it matter? You know, you ask this question a lot. I love it when you do. Why why does this matter to us? Let's let's get
1: down to the brass tacks and apply it. Because if we get the Holy Spirit wrong, then we'll get this wrong. Mm-hmm. If we um and establish when we spent uh, the week on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. I just want to spend time in John 14 and John 16 because it is, I, I think, one of the one of the most uh, crucial mistakes that the church has made is a neglect of the Holy Spirit and a not relying on it. We want to rely on our our knowledge or our ability to uh, look fancy. Mm. Francis Chan has a great book. Uh, called the Forgotten God, where it talks about um, he in one of the chapters he makes this statement of um, the church can see growth without the Holy Spirit, which is mm-hmm. terrifying mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because we can <clears throat> we can have the best band or flashing lights or most uh, charisma and we can draw a crowd, but without the power of the Holy Spirit, that crumbles without Without us relying, like it is the spirit that works yeah. within us. It's the spirit that um, reveals right the truth of Jesus to people. And and if we're not on our faces begging for God to empower us and indwell us and manifest his presence within us, then we're going to fail at this. Like yeah. this is not something man can do. Right and um I love A. W. Tozer. He just has brilliant quotes, but he says we may as well face it. The whole level of spirituality among us is low. We have measured ourselves until the incentive to seek higher plateaus in the things of the spirit is all but gone. We have imitated the world, sought popular favor, manufactured delights and substitute for the joy of the Lord, and produced a cheap and synthetic power to substitute the power of the Holy Ghost. Jeez. And that's a... You might want to rewind and re-listen to that, but that's <laughs> because that's heavy. Yeah. yeah but it's yeah. that idea of like, if we're not careful, we'll manifest we'll we'll manifest our own idea of what the presence of the Holy Spirit is to um, to tickle the pleasures of our own desires, yeah. and not because the Holy Spirit might want to come in here do what we think is weird, yeah, or shake things up and do something completely opposite of what we wanted to do. But at the end of the day, I want the power of the Holy Spirit to be the one that's doing the work here yes. at CMC. Yeah. To make the name of Jesus known. Yeah. That the Father would be glorified. And so... Um, it's great. Yeah. Because if we if we ultimately want
0: what we say we want... Right. ...in that Jesus would be the banner over this place... Yep. ...that people would come to know him, then we should want to get on board with everything that the Holy Spirit is trying to do and be in close communion as close as possible with him so that we could accomplish what we are seeking to accomplish yeah. because ultimately that's his goal. Yeah. And if that's our goal, then we can, we may can we make him do this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. To look at the words of Jesus, John 16, 12, he says, I still have many things to say to you. I love that. Jesus is like, I still yeah. got a lot to say to you, but you <laughs> cannot bear them now. Wow. How crazy is that? verse 13, when the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will declare it to you. The things that are to come, he will glorify me for what he will will, uh, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. And all that the father has is mine. Therefore I have said to you, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Like Jesus is saying, you can't do this apart from him. You can't know truth. You can't declare truth apart from the Holy Spirit. Mm. And so like if that is our <clears throat> if that's our goal, Like yeah. at CMC, we we say we want to saturate the world with the good news. Mm-hmm. If that's our goal, it cannot be done, it will not be done apart from the Holy Spirit. Right. And anything done apart from him is in vain. Yeah. So we must be desperate for him. And yeah. any church, not just CMC, the church global must be desperate. And I think we need to see a renewed, and I think we are starting to see it, mm-hmm. but a renewed desperation for him. It's good.
0: It's good. We pray for that. Yep. And we believe that he'll give it to us. A couple of key texts just to highlight again John 14 and John 16. If you want to dig in specifically, John 14, 15 through 26, those verses there, and then John 16, 4 through 15. Uh, We've spent a lot of time digging into those, and we would encourage you to do the same oh. as you investigate uh, what the Bible says about the Holy Spirit right. what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. which is very important yeah. uh, thanks for being with us. Subscribe, like us, talk to your friends about us right now we don 't really care who listens; we just know that we exist, we exist
1: for the one. <laughs>